Welcome to the Derailed Podcast. My name's Sam and I'm your host and let's get right into it. Uh, hey guys and welcome back to the Derailed Podcast. My name's Sam, I haven't spoken to you guys for a while, but today luckily have a special guest in Jackson Tippett on board. How you going, mate? Hey Sam, thanks for having me on board and um, it's good to see your podcast going so well. I can't wait to uh, share my story. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that massively. Yeah, it's definitely definitely been a long time coming. We've been trying to tee up something for a bit now, but I think we just jumped straight into it because it's probably not going to be much about fitness and nutrition as much as what people probably think, knowing considering you're an online coach. But what we're going to talk about today is modeling. Um, and I guess, would you call yourself a fitness model or is it just a model in general or... Yeah, to be honest, it started out as a fitness model. It was more based around gym brands, but um, it's definitely more uh, fashion now, to be honest, um, like streetwear and various brands like that. Yeah, right. So let's just get straight on into it, mate. So what point of, I guess, your journey or your career, when did you decide that you wanted to get into the modeling side of things? Yeah, good question. Um, basically, so I started out with my online coaching and it kind of pro, pro, uh, progressed from there. And as my following went up and my gauge, we got a little bit better. I started to shoot a little, um, you know, a few gym brands here and there, only small ones, just in return for clothing, um, just basic stuff for exposure. And then they were obviously really happy with the feedback on their end. And they you kind of went back back and forth and said you know we'll, we'll pay you for a post and stuff like that and it just one thing led to another man and as my profile grew more and more the followers went up the engagement went up and the insights I, I thought you know I may as well actually give this a you know a red hot crack and um, start to message and reach out to brands myself rather than them just contacting me so I did a little bit of a write-up and started to message some bigger end brands like Culture Kings um, yeah, various ones like that. That's probably my favorite. And, you know, with good um, good feedback, they said yes. And I started to shoot these bigger brands. And as you start to shoot bigger brands, you get more noticed around Instagram, the world, Australia. And one thing grew from another. And now I'm just pretty much every brand I shoot is um, obviously paid or in a contract. And it's kind of just flowing more and more. And I just want to see what it brings in the future. Yeah, that, dude, I, like honestly, that's pretty interesting. The fact that like, because I kind of do similar in terms of like not reaching out to brands, but I reach out to people to try and get them to engage with me kind of thing. Um, so the fact that you like reached out to brands and said like, hey, if you sent me this, I'll do a shoot with it or whatever. Um, is something that like I spoke to a little bit before we started this. But that's pretty interesting to see that you like had to reach out. Like what made you take that step? Like, Yeah, man. So like... I'm, I'm a big believer in this. You have to go reach. I don't care how big a profile you are, how big you are. You still have to reach out to brands to know your worth and get bigger. Um, because if you think about it, at the end of the day, these brands that you um, might not have reached out to, like they've got so many options for models they can use worldwide in Australia. So you've got to think of it. Why are they going to pick you? There's such a slim chance. So like you've got to go out and show how keen and eager you are to actually work with a brand. Then you've got to show them the content and then they'll come back wanting more, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. So you, you've got to stand out, basically. It's like anything. It's not just like a modeling thing. Like even in a job interview, if you think about like your career or like outside of modeling, like if you're just in your general career, what do you do differently? Or like how do you show how your knowledge or your passion for it without reaching out or like without, you know, showing your worth kind of thing? So like... Yeah, 100%, man. Like if you think you went for a job and you want to go get a job, but you don't go to the interview, it's pretty much like that. Like how are you going to get the job? Um, or if you rock up to the job and your resume is um, terrible, that's automatically like you're just not going to get the job. So it's kind of the same like that. How you present yourself, um, I believe, is how like the outcome of what you, you get pretty much. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And like I'm in a very similar situation in terms of like content creation and stuff. Like I try and, particularly with my YouTube videos, I try and reach out to other YouTubers over Instagram and stuff like that and just say, hey, like if you get the chance, do you want to check my video? Give me some feedback. And if they don't respond, it's like, yo, took 30 seconds out of your day to send the message. But if they respond, you could gain so much knowledge and information from them off of one message. It's like, it's just worth the risk. So like, obviously yours is more of like a business sense in terms of like promoting yourself and what you now do. But like, it's the same as where I'm at with my content. Cause I could do that in the future and do content for companies. You know what I mean? So like I, completely get it and that's pretty cool to see that like someone else like yourself where you are where you're at has taken that the same step as what i've just taken to get to where you are so yeah i didn't know that that's that's pretty gnarly dude yeah so with yourself do you reach out to brands or are you just waiting for them to message you well i don't i don't reach out to brands as such because like the modeling side of things i'm not 100 percent sure on yet but i'm speaking from like I reach out to content creators and that kind of stuff, you know? So like if I reach out to content creators, like a, a big YouTuber and say like, Hey, I, I've followed your stuff for a while. Would you have any advice on my video? Then like that gets, oh, into, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like my name gets out there to these people. Yeah. Now I get you, man. One thing I would do, man, is I would like, you know, yourself start reaching out to uh, various brands, um, gym brands and seeing if you can, you know, like we talked about the before with our gym roos and see if you can try rep their brand and get some exposure. And, you know, you start to get, say, four to five brands on board that you've done or you've shot for, you've done content for on YouTube. Um, it's going to grow, man. Trust me. One thing will lead to another. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely keen to go down that path. I've just got to, like, prioritize it before I do it. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm obviously working on a fair bit at the moment. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest thing, man, is making time and time efficiency when you got like, you know, your podcast like I do, you got your Instagram, you're trying to, you know, get on stage yourself and then you're doing your YouTube. Like, it's just, it's so much to battle. Dude, and the food page too, like as on yeah, top of studying <laughs> as well and page. working, like. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. But credit to you, man. It's, it's good. And I think that's why. It's what caught my eye, to be honest. Um, that's why I wanted to come on here because I see everything is starting to grow and you're putting out good content. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So now that we've got off of topic, let's get back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take long, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so what, what would be your favorite part about doing the photo shoots, man? And how long do you reckon like, you know, uh, a, a shooting day would take for you? Yeah, so to be honest, my favorite part about the shoots is first of all receiving the products. Like, who doesn't like free clothes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but second of all, man, just to see the end result, the end product of the actual shoot, 
that's definitely the most re rewarding thing. So when your photographer sends you, sends you the edits um, and you know, you can use that to post, put on your stories. I just think that shit's pretty cool because you know, when they look good and brands like it, you just, it's an all round win win. So that's probably my favorite thing about um, the whole modeling and photo shoot type of thing. Um, with actual shooting, man, I, I actually go a little bit different. I only, I just shoot one day a week, no matter what. Um, and I say I have four brands or it might only be one brand. I really try to wrap them all up in the one shoot. So my content's done for the week. So I go out with my photographer. We shoot for about two to three hours, but when we shoot, like there's no talking, we're literally just shooting and, um, we can knock anywhere from like 2000 shots off in like 45 minutes. Like we literally just shoot. And then we got content. Like I've got, if I do one day a week of content, man, I've literally got like a month's worth of content. So it's kind of just, we put in the work cause it is work. It is my job. And then we get out and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's dude, like very similar with like my food page. Like I go out once a week and take like anywhere between five and eight photos and that could cover me for a fortnight if I didn't want to post daily. So like it's, it's so like, because it, it can be really, really time consuming and particularly with like the food stuff, obviously I can't eat that way every day. Um, but it's just so much easier and efficient to just one, one day smash everything out and just go for it. Like, yeah, man, I'm a big believer in that. Like some people go shoot every day and I'm like, man, like you got to organize photographer and you got to work your schedule around. I just rather do it all in one day. Hey. Yeah. And it gets it done. And then, Dude, yeah, I just, it's so much more efficient, obviously. And then like, if you're working on multiple things like yourself, because you're obviously a coach as well, like doing multiple things, it just like gives you still, to, like still gives you time for yourself as such, as well as working on everything. Like, yeah, that's just 100%. As, as like your grind and your hustle to be successful in whatever it is that you want to do. So. Absolutely, man. I totally agree. Yeah. So. When it comes to your shoots, because I know at the start you said that you started off with gym shoots and now you're into more like fashion and streetwear kind of stuff. Out of curiosity, like with your, your contracts or like whatever shoot you do, do you have more of a say in what the shoot's going to be or is it the brand says, this is what I want? And in terms of the shoot that you do, do you have like a favorite style like or like a favorite area? So like a car park or like a, you know, whatever. Like what's your kind of favorite shoot to do? And how much say do you or the brand have in what the shoot actually is? Yeah, good question, man. Um, that's a really good question. So to be honest, with the bigger brands, I don't really have a say. They know what they want. They they tell you what they want and you just got to kind of do it because, you know, you want to work with bigger end brands. But with a lot of smaller end brands, and I do work with a ton, like just starting out, um, I kind of run the show, man. I tell them what I think is going to help grow their page what content that uh, they need and how they should create their look a bit more. So I pretty much dictate the shoot and uh, most of them are pretty happy with it. So yeah, it's, it really just depends on the brand and um, who you're working with. But I like to just do my own type of style because I believe that's what grew me. You know what I mean? I started out doing it how I want yeah. and I just kind of like my own, just like, you know, how you do your own stuff, like your own captions, the way you do your YouTube, you kind of just have your own, how you like to do stuff. Um, but yeah, with like the, um, 
like the scenery. I'm definitely into just like, I, I like clean stuff, like white walls, um, like white ground, like nice and clean, no dirt around really. And I just like car parks, stairways, and really just like nothing really, just plain black backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I find the more you put, the more stuff you put in the background, the more it takes away from the actual brand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So that's yeah, like, like, um, obviously we like you, you shoot and, and that stuff. Like you've got to be original. Like it doesn't matter what content you, you do. You've got to be your own. You know what I mean? Like it shows your character in the content that you produce. So you have to be original. So like the fact that you just go out and do what it is that you want to do with the shoot, like regardless of like, obviously the brand tells you what they want, you still like have your own input on it in the sense of like, you don't do the same shit as every other model kind of thing. So like, you still got to be original. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I definitely believe in being original. I think that what makes you, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, in the end of the day, you could have a hundred models, like you've said just before, like you'd have a hundred models and you could be the one that stands out because you have a different stance or like your main pose or main look is like just that little bit tweaked or a little bit different. And it might suit what they're looking for more than the other 99 models kind of thing. So like to be original, it's crucial. That's absolutely spot on, man. And I believe that's why I am maybe working with more brands is because I believe I have a bit of a unique look and I'm just trying to do something just a little bit different to say what everyone kind of does in their shots. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that like, well, is there, is there any people that are in your industry in terms of modeling and stuff that you'd like looked up to before going down this path? Or did you kind of just went, I've got a, a knack for it. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, more like high-end models um, overseas. I don't know if you know any really. Um, who is Elijah? I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's like the only one but, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, um, you know what I mean? Like I kind of actually got inspired by his ink. Um, I got inspired by his look. And um, that's kind of what really set it off. But at the start, I looked up to a lot of like more fitness coaches and online coaches um and that's what i really looked up to at the start like supplement brands and people like that and then as time just went on it really transitioned away from gym even though i'm an online coach it's got nothing really to do with gym anymore and the reason being that is i find gym is so small and such a small percent of the population as to whereas you go into fashion and streetwear and stuff like that and I just find it accommodates for so much more audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, the market's massive compared to fitness. Yeah, fitness like in terms niche. of worldwide. Yeah, man, 100%. Like even money-wise, this is something that you could take on board. Like it depends what you want to do. But I just find the more you tend to stick away from gym and you go into, say, fashion, the more money there is, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can definitely tell, like, obviously, like, you've said that all of the brands, even the smaller ones that are approach you like Ace Clothing or whatever, like none of yeah. them are really gym based anymore. You know, they it's, and everywhere you go, like even all the gym clothing is becoming more like street fashionable as well. It's like, you can wear it in the gym as well as like on the street or like at a club or whatever. So you can that's tell spot like, on, man. Like, that's, to being yeah, that's fashion huge. Based. 
yeah, man, like even like that's something I'm I'm big on. And if I did bring out my own brand, um, that was gym, I'd make it more so you could wear it out for lunch or dinner. Like you look at some of the brands that I look up to, like um, I find ABW is a really cool brand, um, really good like material and just kind of different. But I find every brand in gym is starting to work towards more like they're trying to make it so you can wear it out of the gym. Yeah. And that's because it's more, it's going to only grow them. It's more marketable. Yeah. hundred percent. So before you mentioned about uh, Elijah uh, with your, with the tattoos and stuff and how has that it's inspired you? Um, obviously with modeling, it's probably a little bit different to your day to day job, but like with your tattoos and for those who don't know what Jackson looks like, you're covered pretty much head to toe, aren't you? Yeah, I've only got the belly free. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's pretty much what I'm going to be like as well. But have you I'll ever found that like having the tattoos um, has like maybe not got you as many positions in terms of modeling than what you'd like? Or like has everyone kind of embraced it because it's becoming more fashionable now? Yeah, good, good question, man. To be honest, the complete opposite. It's grown me more than I would be able to describe. I don't know why. I just think it's the look now and it's what brands like. And yeah, I don't know why, man, but definitely ink has um, helped me in a favor towards modeling. Yeah. I reckon like when you look at like all the big sports people of Australia, even the world now is like everyone's got a fucking tattoo that's sports. So it's become such a like, not necessarily trend, but it's become normalized compared to what it would have been 15, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So like, it's good to see that like, obviously yourself, but like so many people are starting to, you know, show off the ink that they have, even on, on a modeling sense or not, because I like, obviously I've got heaps of tattoos and like I've had workplaces decline me because I've got them, but it's like, they've got to be start to be accepted at some point, you know? Yeah. I think as you said, man, like the generation of my parents and that, they didn't, there was nothing, man. There was no tattoos. And, um, I honestly don't know like a friend without it with no tattoos um, now. It's just so common. And I think it is starting to transition. Like I still get insane looks when I walk down the street, like people judge you. Um, but man, I just, I just be me, man. I'd be real. And, you know, just because I've got a bit of color on my skin of ink, it doesn't mean I'm a different person. Yeah, 100%. And like, yeah, dude, some of the most judgmental people are clean skinned and they're like heavily religious. And then like some of the nicest people you'll ever meet are head to toe in tats. It's like, it means nothing. It literally means nothing. And 90% of people with tattoos have a fucking story for each one as well. So like, oh, I'm a big just, believer in that, man. Don't yeah. judge a book by its cover. Yeah, dude, it's something that I'm like so passionate about, like the whole tattoos and like it should be accepted. Like I understand having having it covered it can, if it can be considered offensive, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> hey man, I don't I don't see why it's no different to having fake boobs. <laughs> I'll be straight well, up, so. dude. That, that's that's a pretty good point. I never really looked at it like that. Yeah. But like, but you think body about modification like, girls are putting. Yeah, these girls are putting fillers in their face. They're putting fillers in their lips. They're getting their boobs done. But we put some ink in our body and we're completely... You know what I mean? I don't see it any different. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's not that we, you're, like, judging people that do that. But, like, that's become... Yeah. And, like, 
yeah, it's just, that seems to be normalized way quicker than like tattoos. And obviously there's a bit of a stigma behind tattoos, like from, you know, previous generations, but like fucking surely we can move past that. <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent. So, you know, boobs are just, oh, especially in the fitness industry now, like it's like the norm for a girl to get them just to compete. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, it's, it's, it's kind of sad in the fitness industry that like, I've heard girls say that they won't ever win because they don't have them. It's like, you know, they can go <laughs> and compete once and get them and you know, not get anywhere. But then they've spent all that money for just for that, just to compete. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a subject I've never really like put a lot of thought into, but yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Each to their own, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not one to judge someone and I never will be. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right, so get to, to get back on the, the, the <laughs> modeling side of things. Um, with because you said that you were like partly fitness and stuff, but even for like just streetwear, how important is it for you to stay in like peak physical condition or like at least decent physical condition? And if you weren't, would you be turned away from a shoot and they'd have someone on standby? Yeah, good question, bro. Um, so that depends on the shoot, the like the brand. Um, so as I said, when I started out, I used to shoot more gym brands and it was all pretty much predominantly shirtless shoots or underwear or, um, board shorts. So for me, I had to be, and that's why you probably did see that I used to be a lot, lot leaner. Yeah. Um, it was men mentally taxing bro. And I'm not going to lie. I don't recommend it to anyone unless you are getting a paid gig or you are getting on stage as you don't progress when you're lean. Um, it's a given, like you don't actually change in terms of progress and it's really, really hard on your hormones. So, and I'll speak from the heart with that. It's very, very hard on your hormones. It's also hard with relationships and family because you're always moody. So um, now that I shoot clothing brands, I've pretty much 99% of the time got a shirt on or shorts. So to me, no, I don't have to... Um, I still stay in good shape, but I don't have to be, you know, diced or peeled year round. So it depends on what you want to do. But yeah, if you're going to do gym brands, man, like that's the thing, like you got to be in pretty good shape year round. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look the part to be the part when it comes to fitness, don't you? It's kind of definitely, you know, and it kind of takes away the whole point of like fitness because you know, fitness and like bodybuilding is not a healthy sport. We all know that, but it's well, like most people would know that, but like, in terms of a fitness model, people wouldn't realize like that's, yeah, like you said, it being that lean year round and like you've got to be so obsessive with what you eat and like mentally, like it's just, it's got to be fucking draining as anything. Like, yeah, man. Have you, have you been like real lean before? I'm the leanest I've ever been now. The only difference between now and like the last time I was this lean is my abs aren't as far through at the moment purely because I didn't train them for about 18 months because when I stopped training them, I was doing powerlifting and it was just way too taxing on my core already. So I like I'm yeah. leaner, but like my abs aren't as defined. Yeah. How do you feel in terms of yeah, all round energy and how do you feel at this stage? At the moment, I'm pretty good, man. Like I'm 23 weeks in tomorrow. So like I'm pretty yeah. good. My calories are still high and all of that stuff. Um, which we'll talk about in just a sec, but like, you know, like my calories are higher and I feel really, really good. But when I did a shred on my own, 
like the last one I did 18 months ago, I didn't have any kind of guidance. So my last like fucking six to eight weeks, I was on maybe like 1500 calories. Couldn't remember fuck all felt miserable mentally, like in a bad place. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I just think the lower body fat you get, it's just, it really is hard. So it's something you've really got to toss up and kind of see if it's worth it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then obviously, like with a fitness model, they've got to be that way. You know, they would never get a growing phase in ever. So they're always in yeah. like a deficit or basic maintenance. And it's like, you kind of, you wouldn't even get any enjoyment out of life, would you? Because you like can't go out with your mates and eat because you've got to track everything to a T. Like, kind of takes away the point of like living. But again, if you're good at it and you love doing it, then you're obviously going to do it. But, you know, it's, it's definitely not for me in terms of the fitness side of things. Yeah, man. And I think like, yeah, I think that's what really got me out of it was just like, I couldn't go out for dinner with my girlfriend. Um, you know, I couldn't even eat dinner with my family. And just the amount of cardio I was doing and just like how pretty much your whole day is just, all you think about is just cardio workout and like your boring meals. It, it really does become, you know, not fun. And yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's just, it's really, it's not that fun to be super lean. I'll be straight up honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, you like, if you know people, like, obviously you would know people, like I've known people that have been lean as fuck, like, for, you know, anywhere that's like, even those that do a comp and then when they're, while they're reverse dieting as well, they're like fucking pretty full on. So it's like, it's kind of tough. Like it's hard to see, but like, like particularly when I'm going to compete whenever that is like next year or whatever, like I know that I'm going to have a time period where it's going to be pretty fucking brutal on me being that lean. But like I'm doing it for the mental escape rather than, you know, like a photo shoot or anything like that. I'm not like doing it to be that way year round. Cause I know it's not realistic to me. So yeah, hundred percent, man. But you know, for something like that, you just grind, you get it done. And then you see, you know, hopefully the, the reward out of it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So when we were just talking about nutrition, so like when you were at the leaner, you know, the leaner stage, would you, do you remember what your macros would have been or like what your calorie intake would have been? And, you know, if you slipped up by like, two, like how much cardio would you have to do if you slipped up or, or whatever, like compared to now, where would you be at now compared to where you started with it? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a good question. That's something that a lot of people ask me. Um, obviously, each person is different, but it's it's pretty much, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's along the same lines. So when I was at my latest, man, like, I, I don't really go by na- macros, but calories I did know. So when I was at my leanest, like, no joke, probably 1,700 calories. Um, wow, that's like all it's fucked. Yeah, bro, it's fucked. Like, it's it's really... And then you wonder why your hormones go to shit, like... And then you get to a set point where you, you, you plateau, right? Like you, you're lean, but you plateau. And it's like, what do I do? Like I, I go to 600, 1600 calories. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's where you see that people rebound, they have hormone problems and they just, they can really never get back to shape again. Um, in speaking with that, the cardio, like my cardio, obviously it keeps increasing the leaner you get. Um, but, yeah, man, it was at like to the point where I was doing like twenty five thousand steps. Wow. Um, yeah, bro, like to go do twenty five thousand steps, man, you're fucking taking up half your day. Like literally, just walking. 
Yeah, um, it's literally like close to five hours of like, walking. Yeah, man. And I was even sometimes doing a little bit of Stairmaster at the end after my session. And it's just like, that's what I start to say when I said like, it literally takes away your life and your whole day is just based on trying to get that tiny bit leaner. And it just becomes so taxing, man, that you just get over it. Yeah, well, so you fucking would because it takes like, you see, if you're like me and like yourself, if you actually enjoy your training and that, you're going to be so taxed out that you don't want to do anything. Like, That's another thing, man. Like you just, you don't, I was actually starting to hate bodybuilding and training and I don't, I didn't want that. I wanted to get back to enjoying it and getting pumps and actually progressive overloading in the gym. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's, it's, oh dude, like, I'm not like, I'm not even at the point of lean. I'm not even at the point of like tired or physically taxed out yet. Like I'm a little bit tired at the moment, but that's because gyms have just gone back. So like going from nothing, but like barbell rows and like your basic compounds every day to like doing a full proper split again, my body's a bit like, okay, shit, like you've got to rest now. So like I'm taxed in terms of that, but in terms of the cut, like I'm not. So like, yeah, like while, while we're on like, and I know we've spoke, I've told you this question was going to come. So I did let you know that I was going to ask you this, but when it comes to enhancements, so steroids and SARMs, how important do you think that is in terms of modeling in comparison to like bodybuilding? So for people that don't know, like if you're going to be like the top level bodybuilder, 99% of those people are enhanced are on steroids or on, and there's a lot of people in the gym who don't compete that are on them as well would never, never admit it. But in terms of modeling, do you think it is important to, to be on something or can you do it naturally year round? Yeah, it's a good, good topic. First of all, I'm just going to ask, do you, do you mean modeling in general or do you mean modeling um, gym as opposed to modeling streetwear? Uh, let's, let's go gym based. Purely yeah. because streetwear, it's like it's casual clothes. So like you yeah. shouldn't have to be enhanced to do that. Like that kind of just makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. To be, uh, it's a fucking tricky one. To be honest, I don't think like looking back at it now, I don't think you need to be enhanced because at the end of the day, I think condition comes down to diet, obviously, and yeah. um, just being in a deficit. Um, and to be honest, like most models I look up to, they're not jacked. They're just, they're lean, good abs, you know, proportion. Genetically um, probably taper. gifted a bit as well. Yeah. But like to me, even myself, I'll be honest. I only ever use gear to put on size. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need, and I know there's stuff out there like Clembuterol, T3, um, that can get you lean. But I just believe that gear is used to recover. Um protein synthesis nitrogen retention stuff like that so you may as well use it to actually throw on some pure lean muscle rather than cut down so in short i don't think you need gear to be a a fitness model absolutely not i think you need to be your diet on point and your training um but in saying that i did use it and if i went back to the route again and did fitness modeling I, I wouldn't, and I don't think you need to. Yeah, and I think, like, touching on the point of genetics, like, if you've got really, really good genetics, you shouldn't really have to ever go enhanced, like, unless you're a pro, like a pro bodybuilder. Um, you know, like, I'm someone that, like, as a natural 
athlete, if you can even call me that, like I'm very, very vascular, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like my arms have got them all over my forearms and stuff. I've not a lot of mass. Like my legs are literally like you see them everywhere. I'm not at the point of leaning my shoulders or torso that you can see them. But for someone that like is natural, I've had people say that like I'm very vascular for someone that is. So like, you know, you, you don't have to like, obviously gym brains would probably think that like vascular means lean or whatever, but like genetics comes, plays a huge part in everything in regards to how we look, you know? So if you've got a good set of genetics on you, then you can do pretty much anything when it comes to modeling and like without the enhancements. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I totally agree. Genetics over everything. Um, and yeah, just genetics over everything, man. Like, and those people that you do see that, look amazing or cover models or whatever, I guarantee you 99% of them have good genetics. They're not doing anything um, crazily. They've just been gifted before they even touch enhancements. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And obviously genetics mixed with on point nutrition or like at least like counting calories or whatever, like hitting everything that they need to hit. They're going to just look even better before they touch any of that anyway. Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. So we're at the last question, mate. So before, before we wrap everything up, so with yourself, obviously being an online coach and then you're modeling and stuff, like you're a pretty busy dude, hard to get in contact with sometimes, which obviously like (laughs) most people would understand. How do you go about taking time for yourself and how do you do like what's what I call self care, which a lot of people call it and prioritize your own health and your life outside of work um because obviously with like my most of my topics with podcasting it kind of goes down the mental health track and like the importance of that so how do you prioritize that for yourself yeah that's a good question man and it's something i actually should do more and i don't do a lot um just because i'm so i just always put it like it's just always something to be done, man. There's always something to do, whether it's applying to a client, changing a plan, um, doing a photo shoot, doing a podcast, editing. Um, I'm just always doing something, man. And it's something that I kind of probably should, even though it might set me back a little bit, I should just take some time off and even just take some, some days off my Instagram and just do me kind of thing. But I don't know, man, I'm just in this headspace at the moment that if I do that, I'm just going to go backwards. So I kind of just, I I honestly don't like, you know, I go for walks and that and do stuff like that, go for dinner with my girlfriend, but I don't do near as much as what I probably should. And um, it's kind of my own, my own fault. Well, answer me this though, right? So everything that you do for your work, like your coaching, like, Plus, obviously, you training yourself and like your fitness and, and all of that stuff. If you are truly, truly passionate about it, you probably don't need to take as much time as what you think, right? Because like everything that I work on, because I'm very similar to you, even though I'm not getting paid for this stuff, I put a lot of time and effort into it. And I don't give a whole lot of time for myself um, in terms of like sitting down and relaxing and taking time for me. But because I am passionate about and love what I'm doing and working on, I feel like I don't really have to because I'm not like in a bad place because I'm busy. You know what I mean? Like I, I enjoy doing it. So it helps. Yeah, that's a pretty good point, man. And that is why I do probably do it so much is because even though I put so like ridiculous time into it, it, it is pretty cool, man. And I love what I do and I love 
yeah, I just love everything about it. So, yeah, if I did hate it, no way would I be putting the time into what I do like I do. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing, like, I try and preach so often, if you don't love what you do, then why are you doing it? Like, career or anything, (laughs) obviously money is important, but, like, anything that you love, you're going to just be so much better at. Like, it's, it's huge. That's something I've talked about. I talk about that so much, man. Like, I feel like we relate so much because I tell people that all the time. Like, they come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, but I just, I have to do this nine to five job and I I have to live here. And, you know, just because they're doing it and they think they can't change and break out of what they're doing or do something new or they're scared. Do you know what I mean? They're scared to make a change. And fuck that, man. Like, you got to fucking do something you want in life. Like... I didn't just become an online coach in this model and have 150K followers just, you know, overnight just blinking. Like, I I had to make a change. Like, I I used to be a landscaper, man. Like, I had to make a change. But what I'm saying is I'm no different to you or anyone. Like, you just got to go out and fucking get it. And that's that's all it is. Yeah, 100%. Because that's like last year. Towards the end of last year, I actually got offered like a full-time job, you know, like... Um, working somewhere that I'd like had no experience in like an ice cream shop and I turned it down to stay casual just so I could focus on getting myself up and running with the podcast and with the YouTube side of things, you know, because that's something that I've always wanted to do. So I rejected a, a well-paying job, mind you, as well, you know, like a 35 hours a week, Monday to Friday to do something that I enjoy for work as well as focus on my other shit that I want to do too. So like, I don't really share that side of it very much, but it's so important. Like if you've got other things you want to do that you love, then you've got to find a way to do it because it means you're happier. And that's the most important thing. I love that, man. And I love that you did it because now you're doing what you enjoy. And even though you might not be making the amount that you would have at the shop or whatever it was, I guarantee you, if you put in the work, uh, yeah, probably as of next year, you will be. So just keep putting in the work, bro. Yeah. And even if I'm not like, I, I love what I do. So I don't really care if I'm in terms of like the money side of things, if I don't ever earn a lot, like I'm happy. That's what's important to me. Not money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we can pretty much wrap it on mate. So before I outro this one, um, where can people find you? Obviously you've got your own podcast as well. So definitely drop that in there. But where can people reach out to you um, on social media if they want to reach out and have a chat? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so they can just reach out on my Instagram socials um, at I am Jackson Tippett. Um, and with everything, everything's in my bio. So if you literally just click in the bio, my website's on there. And that has my online coaching. That has my podcast. And that has my photo shoots and modeling brands too. So it's literally everything just on that page. And... I'll pretty much reply to 99% of people. So yeah, I'm happy to help out and whatever you want, just ask a question. I'm happy to help you. Yeah, sweet. And I can vouch for that as well. Cause like I said, Jackson and I've been talking for fucking 18 months or so, like since pretty much my page took off. So, you know, like he definitely does reply. He might not get back to you straight away, but he will when he can. Um, he always replies and he's always got time for a chat um, as well. So I can definitely vouch for that when he says that. So I appreciate yeah, that, right, man. Guys, thanks for tuning to this episode of the Doral podcast. Um, thanks for Jax to coming on and sparing an hour with us. Um, and I will see you guys in the next episode.